0: when I wake up I'll be the man who wakes up next to Without you When I'm dreaming I'm gonna dream about The time I spent with you
1: Tuesday the 13th of May 2014. My name is Garin Thomas and I'm Simon Payne and you're listening to episode two, 82 of Our End of Mercy. Yeah, you're listening to episode 2 of Our End of Mercy. <laughs> We've gone back in time. 82, 82 episodes That's what we're <laughs> on. Fucking
2: hell. You'd like I'm pretty sure you fluffed the beginning of the show almost every time we recorded since the wedding.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever well I mean even before that, like I bet you've got like a master file of me sort of and you're listening to oh fuck it. Fuck fuck shit fuck
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of swearing at the top of the show. Sorry Hmm. about that everybody.
1: Fine, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) I'm sure like you should be you should be prepared by now.
1: Yeah, you should have already got your, your, your grandparents out of a room. Your grandparents and your babies Yeah.
2: I, I feel like I feel more bad about that when we're recording before the watershed, because quite often we record quite late at night, but now it's like ten in the morning. Yeah, 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 it's not, it's not week.
1: five to ten at night, it's five to ten in the morning. It yeah. is a breakfast show we're doing this uh, this week.
2: Although I don't have a hot beverage, and I feel kind of like I've I've let the side down. Yeah,
1: well, I've just finished my cup of tea, so yeah. There you go. What's That's going it. on? What, what <laughs> kind of a breakfast show
2: is this? I've got like, if it's a breakfast show, I've either got to be like luxuriously drinking a coffee, or I had to have like pounded a monster before we start the show. There was like always the way when we were at university, I'd wait for you on the steps and see how quickly I could drink the cheapest energy drink I could find on the way to the studio. Yeah.
1: Well I well I just called you fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And it seemed like a great idea so, until we had to walk past the boiler room to get to the studio, oh, which was in the basement, and then oh, I'd just start melting.
1: Oh, that was like the worst placement of a radio studio ever. I mean, I am, I I, 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 have been back to that student union since, and they've now moved the radio studios up to the first floor, so they're oh, no longer they? next to a boiler and underneath, because they were next door to the club in the student union yeah, as well. Weren't they? Somehow, like, you could,
2: t- you could hear um the bands next door while you were recording if you were doing an evening show. It's good times. good times. I feel like that's a, like I feel like that's part of the authentic studio radio student radio experience though. You can't make it too good. Like I know that as, as I left Manchester Uni they'd updated everything and I didn't feel very comfortable about it.
1: Yeah no but the studios now like look like actual radio studios instead of a bunch of microphones and tape decks held together with duct tape.
2: Yeah. The fuck is that?
1: <laughs> sort not of student radio. Yeah, basically the tech guys had got what they'd always wanted, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a server almost catching fire mid show. Yeah,
2: <laughs> which is rarely what the tech guys want. <laughs> Speaking of tech guys, um, yeah. this week a technical extravaganza took place. Oh yeah,
1: what, what? Um, was it E three or something?
2: No, that's that's in a couple of months. Okay, uh, I didn't say I didn't say dreary shareholders maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> No, it's uh, it's,
1: but it's the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that, that yeah. technical achievement, that wonder of the modern world.
2: It actually kind of is. Like the amount of tech built into that stage, like almost superfluous as well. This year they had um, they had massive screens built into the floor that you would only see from overhead camera shots. <laughs> so there is no way that anybody in the auditorium saw those screens.
1: Yeah, but-
2: uh, it's uh, it's always quite exciting. The reason that I got into a habit of watching it is because my dad always insists on watching it because he's a he's a production engineer.
1: Yeah, so he he's like, oh, interesting placement of the mics. there
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> interesting placement of the um of the of the bearded lady, <laughs> which was the the talk of the show this year.
1: It was the talk of the show. Um, I'm, you see, I'm not right. Is it? Is it I'm all. I, I I think we need to clear up before we go any further. <clears throat> Is it a man in a dress or is it someone who identifies as a lady with a beard? So already
2: already you're fucked up. Already, already the trans already the trans community are gonna come after you. Yeah already Because you're I, already you've already dehumanized this person by I, referring to them as it. Oh, even I, I, though I, 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 it would be the grammatically correct um pronunciation oh, here, because it's spare? sexually neutral
1: they would probably be better. I don't yeah. know, is that better? I, whatever's happening, someone on Tumblr is now going to kill me. Yeah, I,
2: like the Tumblr is already at your door. The, the Tumblr is a robot.
1: All I was trying to do was to get my terminologies cr- correct before I spoke about this person.
2: No, you're grammatically correct. You're just culturally... You could No, be no, but like, is, in e-
1: e- e- is Conchita Verst a a woman or a man?
2: I don't know. Fuck. Still don't know. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole insists that it's actually a man. Uh, sorry, they are actually a man. Fuck. It's so <laughs> difficult. It's so difficult, I'm man. I'm sorry, trans community. I really am. We love you all.
1: But you do make it extremely difficult for the rest
2: of us. Yeah, like especially coming from, like, we're speaking as a scientist who <laughs> likes to deal with things in very defined terms. Um, I, I, it's just, it's difficult for me. Let's, let, me uh, let me look up. What's... A, what's his, her, or their name
1: Conchita Verst, which is um Conchita being a Spanish slang for a small vagina, and Verst being slang for a sausage. So, okay,
2: well, that's that's good, yeah, because um, that's
1: already kind of like throwing in some confusion straight off the top. Because, yeah, um, the name was sausage, which it was sausage vagina, is, is what I'm saying. He or she is a drag queen, <laughs> okay, so it's a man in a dress, it's Fine. a man in a dress, Fine. yeah, okay, brilliant, so we can call him he
2: yeah with a very finely um the, the the twist here is that the, the the beard that this um this gentleman has is exquisite it's <laughs> so like probably one of the best like, it looks like it's made out of that um that action man real feel hair from the 90s. Yeah, so yeah. uniformly so uniformly lengthed and well groomed I was quite impressed in fact like if a woman had a beard, that's probably what it would look like yeah, so I guess that was what he was going for he won. Uh, yeah. which i think is good
1: yeah In fact, I, I mean i think really as much as possible eurovision should be won by drag acts yeah. also i have heard his song and it was quite good it was, it was. Sort of it's like, like a it was...
2: james bond-esque kind of thing going on yeah,
1: yeah. i was gonna say like sort of yes yeah, sort of perhaps an adele sort of you know i could easily see him doing you know a song like that or a shirley Bassey. you know it was good
2: it was yeah it was it was a lot of fun he, he he really belted it out it was it was enjoyable to watch um i think honorable mention goes to iceland who was um who me and my my wife voted for okay um who <clears> throat> song, throat> a, sang a song about um about prejudice okay um, Good for them. and um but they but the way that they described it prejudice it's called no prejudice was directly translated from from icelandic i feel because it's it's Quite, it describes prejudice in the way that you would describe like a broken coffee machine on a managerial uh, meeting.
1: <laughs> okay, um,
2: so, um, so yeah, it goes, um, let's do away with prejudice, don't discriminate, tolerance is bliss. We've got to get together on this, cross the problem off our list. <laughs> but, yes. next on the agenda uh is um is sexual violence
1: yeah um i don't know if we've got time for prejudice in this meeting but uh can we touch base on that later um so we can kind of put that on the agenda for next month's meeting
2: (laughs) and um, they say um i may stutter when i speak but you don't need to call me a freak it's not trigonometry inside we're the same which is true uh, but they deal with, they, the song deals with quite, um, quite mild forms of prejudice. Um, for example, they say, even if you're taller or someone who is smaller, or perhaps you're thinner or one who loves his dinner, um, yeah. listen to what I say. Uh, they don't really touch on any of the more serious forms of prejudice that affect our, uh, affect our lives every day, Yeah, uh, such as homophobia, racism, racism. So, sexism so, no, you it's know it's
1: just like you might be patchy or a bit fat or slightly short so i so i'm
2: imagining i'm imagine i imagine that um iceland's government due to their silence on these subjects um support racists uh sexists and uh, homophobic bigots
1: well well iceland does have the um only openly lesbian president in the world so oh well
2: maybe i'm wrong then
1: maybe i'm maybe it's just that because iceland solved all other prejudices now all they've got all is... they've got left is like
2: uh oh, some people think fat people are stupid and like <laughs> no we've got to fix that remember what we talked about about the, the women and the gay people and the people who aren't the same colour as you oh yeah it's similar isn't it yeah it it is is similar
1: yes (laughs) yeah quite similar can can Um, I just briefly kind of go into management speak I mean it won't take long but um the other day and I you know hopefully no one from my office listens to this show because (laughs) this uh, is like you're breaking
2: my golden rule and my golden golden rule is nothing you say on this podcast should be able to be held against you at a work tribunal I I know I know. want well, to delve I, into that. Like I, I, I absolve myself.
1: Okay, I won't name names, but essentially, someone at work the other day, after a meeting, said to me, "Can we t- going forward? Can we touch base on this Visa a new strategy?"
2: There is no way somebody actually said that. What What a beautiful nothing statement. <laughs> In the future, we'll talk about this. Yeah, you could have just said that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Can
1: we talk about that tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's fine.
2: You, you shit. Um, that's I, I, me saying that, by the way, not your employee.
1: No, no yeah, not not your employee. I think we were just all in sort of meeting mode because, as far as I remember, I went, "Oh yeah, no, that's a reasonable thing to say." Like at the time, and then it was only later, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I do think you get sort of stuck in a meeting bubble. something. you
2: totally do. Yeah, yeah. Where everything is everything, everything seems reasonable the way that people are saying them. Yeah, yeah.
1: You need to take sort of five minutes to get out of a mode where everything is discussed via PowerPoint presentation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so also I, I wanted to mention Poland's um, Eurovision entry. Do you mm. see that, G? You heard about that
1: um i did so the only entries i saw because i don't watch eurovision so i'm not you um, yeah <laughs> that's fine that's one my of things that makes it good as a girl, yeah. podcast my, my girlfriend watched it. i was i was in my flat so i wasn't watching it and basically everyone i knew seemed to be watching it and i just like no i'm gonna sit here and play video games instead
2: <laughs> not um, interested so
1: actually not even watch play video games i i sat and watched bbc4 documentaries while eurovision the opposite the yeah. exact opposite of eurovision i lots. i learned some very interesting Things about the history of Istanbul. I'll have to. Have to such say. A Sometimes
2: um, it's all right to have fun, man.
1: No, no, never. My my idea of fun is learning about the history of the sultans of Turkey. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever floats you vote.
2: Let's do away with prejudice.
1: That's true. Yeah, against against boring men or fun people yeah (laughs) let's do away with prejudice um so i saw i saw austria's entry uh, and i saw poland's entry um now i've got to say about poland's entry the butter churning was a bit on the nose wasn't it it's quite um like
2: the polish entry was a number of um a number of dressed in what i believe we could describe as traditional slavic dress yeah, sort um,
1: of which bu- devolved bucks and milkmaids. Yeah, would... they
2: were basically bucks and milkmaids, and it devolved halfway through into a pornographic butter churning experience. <laughs> um oh, and um, and and scrubbing things
1: with um with a washboard. with washboards. Yeah. Which there was a, like there's a lot of manual labour that involved bending over, essentially. I think
2: it's like it's weird that Poland decided to do that because because you know basically what they're saying is in poland we have slutty big titted women and it's still the middle ages <laughs> so stop by in your magic in your magic iron horse <laughs> and round up as many wenches as you can
1: now the song was also terrible, wasn't it? It was. yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I did see what the lyrics were, um, and it was essentially: "We are Slavic, we are proud. Now shake what your mama gave." Yeah, yeah.
2: We Slavic girls are proud, and they know how to shake their asses. Yeah, the uh, was the general gist of, um, of 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 the Polish entry, which I think is quite a reductionist attitude to Poland. Um I've I work with a lot of Polish people and I think that their merits go far beyond the ability to churn butter and have
1: tits. <laughs> um Though it must be said that apparently uh, there's, there's been a bit of controversy since then because uh, apparently Poland won via phone vote in the UK and Ireland, in fact, but both Britain and Ireland's judges gave them zero points.
2: Yeah, there's been a bit of like basically the, the Eurovision Song Contest is now in a position where I think that what they're having to do is they're splitting the vote now between between judge votes, mm. who I believe is a, sh- a shadowy, um, shadowy cabal of Draco Raptor, Millions yeah. And um, and actual people votes like the ones that they used to. And I was I was thinking that was kind of stupid and rigged. But then I realized that a all of the Eastern Bloc countries vote for each other anyway. Turkey didn't even enter this year because they were so stroppy about the fact that nobody would vote for them because they're not an Eastern Bloc country. <laughs> and they have quite bad um, interpersonal records with a lot of the countries around them. So they just don't get votes. So yeah. they don't get any votes. Um, so they've just pulled out because they they ha- they threw a hissy fit this year um and didn't enter yeah. so um so like the voting's basically rigged anyway and the last thing that a country like i don't know Moldova mm-hmm. or or one of the uh, one of the 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 slightly more in debt to germany countries um in the eu at the moment needs is having to put on the eurovision song contest which at this point appears to cost the same amount of a of, of a, a pretty serious aid effort. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure the cost of the Eurovision Song Contest could get the country hosting it to the moon at this point. Yeah, or like, like,
2: or bankrupt it completely. That's yeah. what we're looking at. Like, there wouldn't be a Spain anymore, essentially, <laughs> if Spain won the Eurovision. Contest. Well, I,
1: I do know last year they apparently went out of their way to avoid winning it because they realised that if they hosted the Eurovision Song Contest, that like, yeah, the country would just collapse.
2: So we're now in a position where, like, maybe fifty percent of the countries in the Eurovision Song Contest can't afford to win it it um and germany isn't allowed to win it apparently do you know that i didn't know that because, what, like legally because they can't uh because they they have so much financial stake in 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 europe it's seen as if they win it's basically collusion because because <laughs> they own so much of europe now based on the the, the, yeah. the debt to their banks
1: um I, I do just the the voting system is kind of amazing because I, I know that this year, for example, Ukraine, which usually gives twelve points to Russia, only gave them four points. Because, which is weird. Yeah. So so basically, eight points in Eurovision is equal to the Crimea.
2: Yeah. There you go. Now you know how much how much Crimea is worth. It's yeah. It's um. It's eight points in Eurovision,
1: <laughs> which is a lot, you know.
2: Russia caught a lot of heat as well, which I thought was quite funny. And yeah. um. And it. It would appear that somebody knew that would happen because they, uh, they, their, their act were two of the most wholesome young blonde women I've ever seen, <laughs> um, and they were just like mercilessly like booed throughout the entire experience. Whenever anybody voted for Russia, they got booed. When they were on the stage, they got booed. Whenever, um, whenever Russia was voting. Uh, they were booed and they were there. Like their smiles became more and more fixed and it didn't seem fair. And then I realized exactly what the Russian government was doing. And I was like, no, fuck those children, (laughs) those bitches. They probably, they probably like instigated the, the shadow invasion of Crimea on their own.
1: Um, it, is, it is funny as well because you had countries like Azerbaijan gave, gave Russia twelve points. You were sort of like, so is this just their way of avoiding getting invaded by Russia? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, some yeah.
2: countries were like, "Boo Russia," and the other ones were like, "Yay Russia." <laughs>
1: we're still cool, right? Yeah, and, and France lost, which is always good.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, their song was good—a um, song about a mustache. <laughs>
1: Uh, did you know that G? I did. I did hear that it was too, it was a gentleman singing about how France, French people had everything, but all he needed was a mustache. Yeah, and just uh, how awesome France was, which yeah. didn't go down well with all the countries that weren't France.
2: How wonderful it was to live in France, but the last thing last thing he'd never been able to achieve was a mustache. Um, and the the thing is, like, I was watching it, and I was like, if this wasn't subtitled, because we had the subtitles on, because you know, it's always fun yeah. to see. Um, a, what, what certain countries' um, native songs spoken in their native tongues sound like directly translated into English. And also, who the BBC thinks deserves to be subtitled, even though they're singing in English.
1: <laughs> oh, that's uh, always good, yeah.
2: Yeah, BBC, not all of those people needed subtitling. <laughs> I could understand reasonably well what a lot of these people were singing because, you know, they were speaking all right English. You didn't need to subtitle all of them.
1: I I love that when, kind of like, you you watch the BBC News and, like, say, if it's someone from, like, a country in Africa, they might have gone to, like, Eton or something, but the BBC will still subtitle them. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, without the
2: subtitles on. On the front French act, it was it probably would have been like akin to a terrifying fever dream it was just a bunch like three people dressed in very brightly brightly coloured clothes with like neon explosive light shows, like singing a lot very fast in France, and then going un moustache. On mustache, and then mustaches were exploding out of the screens everywhere, uh, without being able to tell what they were singing about in French. I think I might have had a panic attack.
1: Um, where is where where, were the, where was the where was Eurovision hosted uh, this year? I think
2: it was Denmark this year. Oh, that,
1: that's rubbish! I, so I, yeah,
2: I, though, like no jokes about the fact that Denmark is proud it has
1: cars. No. Right. So, and I'm assuming that means next time it'll be in Austria, won't it? Which again, is a boring country. Yeah, like well,
2: yeah. At the same time, like like it, it is a good job that we're not like destroying European countries with Eurovision. But yeah. I would also like to see them try it, pull it off, because the Azerbaijani one was pretty cool.
1: It's so so good. Uh, you like, kind of just want one year for it to be hosted in Belarus, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> just to see what they'd come up with. Yeah. Because no one really, no one really knows what happens there. All we know is it's a horrible dictatorship, um, and yeah. it's next to Russia. Like <laughs> those are the two. Those are our bullet points
2: on the on Europe. Yeah. Like also, yeah, um, that's another thing about the Eurovision Sun Contest that I like to remind myself how little I know about the world. Right? Um, oh yeah, like, you've
1: got an incredibly poor understanding of geography. I can't often forget that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like, there was one country I didn't even realize was a country. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a look look, which, look at the Eurovision 2014 page now.
1: Right okay, and tell me um, which countries you didn't know existed until they were in Eurovision. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you now. It's just all stuff of Conchita Wurst, which I think is an interesting like good work on that name as well. I the know, whole so good. Such the a whole good drag, drag act. act entrant was a, was an amazing subversion of Eurovision. Good work. Well,
1: didn't didn't, didn't Israel already win with a drag act once, Did which they? is like the only time Israel has ever won. Because was it, because it was a drag act. Was, yeah, it, was, basically,
2: the, yeah. was the Israeli entrant called Verse though?
1: No, no, I think the Israeli, the Israeli entrance looked a bit like Liza Minnelli, but, you know, obviously a man. Lots of feathers and, as far as I remember, they might not have won it. It might have just been in the news. Right,
2: here we go. Here's the Wikipedia page. So um countries that were in the actual show. Here we go. So we've got Ukraine, that's a show, I know that. Belarus, yeah, yeah, that's a place. Azerbaijan, yeah. Iceland, Norway, Romania, Armenia. Montenegro?
1: Yeah, that's a place. Didn't realise that was a place. Like next to Serbia, just above Albania. Okay. Where they filmed a Casino Royale.
2: Okay, take, take your word for it. Uh, yeah. Poland, Greece, Austria, Germany, Sweden, France, Russia, Italy. So these are all, yeah, I get these. And then yeah. we've got Malta. I know that that is a
1: place. That's yeah. cool. it's a little uh, island san marino san marino is a tiny little country in the middle of italy oh uh, it's
2: a principality is
1: yeah it? no it's kind of like a weird crazy mountainous republic um <laughs> san marino's interesting basically the guy who founded italy once hid out there um on the agreement that when he founded italy san marino would be allowed to stay independent um it's essentially like just a collection of villages on a mountain in the middle of Italy, um, for, for a quirk of history, isn't part of Italy. Um, and yeah, it's it's the craziest. It's it's and like every village ele- elects like a senator, and yeah, and they have a tiny army and the world's smallest football team. It's, this sounds
2: like 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 basically cult cult country. Um, is what it sounds
1: like. No, I think it's essentially like. And I, I kind of get the impression that San Marino's like quite well off as well. So it's sort of like if someone had made like a few villages in the Cotswolds an independent country, basically. <laughs> but it's a, but it's Italian. Really weird. Europe is weird. Good yeah. work though on the weirdness, Europe. Yeah, no, they really they really crank that out with San Marino. I think that's one of the strangest countries in Europe. To be fair.
2: Yeah. So there we go. Those, the Montenegro and San Marino, two countries I didn't know existed until this week. <laughs>
1: So, so really, you know, Eurovision doing its job, teaching us all about the great continent we live in.
2: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully fu- we st- will. Like in in a couple of weeks, we might not live in it anymore. <laughs> G, I'm a bit that's, worried.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah. In in in, in ten days, I think the um, yeah. Kip are going to be the largest party in the from our delegation to the European Parliament. So that's going to be fun. It's basically done, isn't it? Yeah, we're basic- basically fucked. Yeah, the thing is, I was reading, like, you know how weird kind of, like, going on, how crazy it is UKIP's winning? Like, the same thing's happening in every single country in Europe. Like, apparently really? yeah, apparently a third of the people in the European Parliament, like, this coming year, are probably all going to be anti-Europe. So, like, the biggest party from France is going to be the Front National, the sort of, like, fascist party. I was
2: going to say, that doesn't sound like a good name for a party.
1: No, yeah. Um, the National Front. <laughs> the national, yeah, like, yeah, they're literally the National Front yes it's oh, going to be Jesus. france's biggest party yeah it's, it's going to be a bit crazy in europe going so
2: yeah let's so so join us in um in one year when we're uh when we're discussing the breakdown of the eu from our bunker far <laughs> below london
1: <laughs> but eurovision will be eternal i'm pretty sure yeah it will yeah
2: there's it'll be like um you know when um on christmas on christmas during world war one when everybody sang christmas songs to each other yeah uh, it's gonna be like that <laughs> but but with drag queens and neon lights. <laughs> Which is basically what the future rate is
1: predicted. So that's yes, right. So yeah, it's it's all it's all perfect. Everything's um, coming up millhouse. Talking actually kind of like predicting the future, um I I was watching a show about the past this week, Simon. I've never watched Life on Mars, which is a critically acclaimed uh TV detective truck time travel show.
2: Yeah, neither have I, because that sounds fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, um I don't know. I was
2: kind of like I Was, was having... he in was he in the past or was he in a coma? Did we ever find out? Or I don't did They know. just kinda of go. Neh.
1: I only watched the first episode. Um it was mostly just so I could spot stuff I recognised from Manchester, you know. All right, okay. Like um now I believe the show came out in 2006, which isn't, like, a massive amount of time ago, really. It's, a, it's almost, like, ten years away, though. It's a, it, well, it's a, let's say it was made eight years ago. Yeah. Which, you know, could kind if of like, I'm 25 now, so, you know, it wasn't that long before I went off to university and shit. You know. Yeah. Not that long ago. No. Really. um. So, it starts off in the futuristic year of 2006, and for a second, I got confused, because I was like, wait, I thought he starts in the future, and then he goes back to the past, because (laughs) I guess 2006 was like, I guess we're really living in the future now, and it suddenly happened. Yeah, we are, yeah. Because, like... There's all these guys like, well, first off, he's listening to music on an iPod, which I'm almost certain doesn't exist anymore. I think that was supposed to be like, look at this high tech thing. Yeah. Do you remember an iPod? I remember the Like, Nicole's still got an iPod. Well, I, I think I've still to it still sometimes. somewhere, but like, I don't use it because I've got phones now, which are like 10 times the size. Um, he calls someone up with like a Motorola razor. The, the motorola flip phones wow i'm like oh yeah flip phones that's what i had thing. a flip phone in my first year of uni i i remember like the first mobile phone i ever used was my dad's flip mobile
2: <laughs> i had like a i think i had a motorola motor flip phone and it was really cool because it had a screen on the back of it that you could only see when it was working <laughs> yeah
1: yeah future. um future. Also, you know, they go to like the the futuristic high tech um, Manchester Central Police Station where (laughs) everyone's on CRT monitors and there's a lot of grey plastic less than 10 years ago. Yeah, but like
2: you got to remember there is the police station. They're probably still using CRT monitors there now. Yeah, maybe they're probably only just upgraded from Windows XP. But
1: yeah, grey plastic everywhere. I guess that was kind of like a look back then. That was What's, our thing. Instead was, of like that slightly purpley black yeah. slightly
2: translucent thing that we've got going on
1: now. No, what a grey matte plastic. Uh it was just really weird. Cause I was watching her. I was like, no, this doesn't look like now. This looks like the past. This yeah. show's starting in the past. And then he's going a short amount of time back to the nineteen seventies. <laughs> Well, like, and, and that's, I and mean, I was thinking, so like, the show is kind of like, oh, he's in the nineteen seventies now, and things re, things are really different and confusing. Like, imagine a dude, like, if they made that show now, he yeah. just would like his brain would literally explode.
2: He would die. Yeah, he he, would like die. he would get to the nineteen seventies, and somebody would be like, oh, I want to go see that movie Alien. Uh, who's in that movie? And he would go, I'll just have a look on IMDb. And they're like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's just this. Oh, yeah. I can't get any signal anywhere, and they're like, "What signal?" And he's like, oh, "I just need to get onto the internet," and they'll be like, "The internet," and, he, and then he would just scream incoherently as he evaporated, <laughs> and that would be the end of life on
1: Mars. Yeah, that would be it. It would be a five-minute-long program, yeah, where, where he realised he could no longer go on Wikipedia, and thus it was impossible for him to do anything at all.
2: Yeah how would he How would he Instagram this picture of his malted that he's drinking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> How would he Snapchat things? He couldn't. He they couldn't. Don't, they don't know. They don't understand Snapchat. They'd be like, "What a Polaroid!" And he'd be like, oh, "I'm melting." What
2: is a what? Yeah, but Polaroids like they're, that's what hipsters do. What's a hipster? Just like no point of reference. At nothing. All.
1: Nothing would. No, yeah, absolutely nothing. He could hold on to nothing. You know, like at least back then, he you know he kind of like he knew what a vinyl record was. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, maybe, oh, yeah. Yeah. i remember buying these when i was kids like now he go back he's like what is this why <laughs> doesn't matter? music exist as an eutharical it's an apherical substance i can access via my phone what's going on
2: what is this what you mean you actually own music here in the 1970s you don't pay a shady corporation an extortionate fee to borrow it from them
1: what is this shit <laughs> oh i need to i need to film this so i can put it on youtube what you don't you don't spend several hours a day watching five second video clips no
2: (laughs) yeah man Past is hella old.
1: Yeah, a lot has changed in the last few years. Like, I, I don't think until I watched that show, I realised how much time, how how far forward the world had gone in this short amount of time. Exactly. Like, you could
2: still buy a Nintendo GameCube in 2006.
1: I think I probably bought that. Was probably when I bought a Nintendo <laughs> GameCube <laughs> secondhand from Game for yes 10
2: quid. <laughs> is that still in your lounge? Um, I think so.
1: I don't know. Someone could have stolen it and I probably wouldn't have known.
2: You know, that's now a retro console.
1: Well, yeah, because I guess it's like sort of five generations behind what kids are playing now, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, Nicole was in CEX um, last week doing our monthly game trade in that we do. Yeah. And there were some kids in CEX, like first year uni students, talking about how um, how they were really disappointed they didn't have any GameCube games because they heard it's a really cool retro console. Oh. Yeah.
1: Uh, mind you, I bet I was doing that talking about like a snares or something. Yeah. Since I was, I, I was at uni, but like that was the thing when I was talking about that. That was like 14 years ago, years old. Yeah. Now, now it's like seven years old. It's like time's getting faster. You time,
2: know? No, no, time's not getting. This is the classic, the classic mistake that everybody makes. Time's not getting faster. Relatively, a second is less and less of your life as you get older. So your perception of time is warping.
1: No, no, that's not what's what happening. That's actually a thing that's <laughs> happening.
2: That's straight up what's happening. Your perception of time is changing every second you get older.
1: Um, speaking about things back in time, do you know what happened 10 years ago? What happened 10 years ago, G? Friends stopped being on the television. Is that 10 years ago it stopped? 10 years ago, like this week, friends stopped. Well, no, it didn't. Yeah, friends finally finished. Stopped no, it
2: didn't. Its spirit was Its spirit was preserved in the Big Bang Theory. And then later on, How I Met Your Mother. Oh,
1: fuck. I can't stand... Like, people always assume I watch The Big Bang Theory. Cause... Oh, don't. Like, we, we can't have this conversation. Oh, fucking hell, it pisses me off so much. Like, people make references to it. And I'm like, I don't... Wh- what? And then they have to, like... Then they have to carefully explain to me, like, why they said Bazongo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I motherfuckers. Guess that's a thing someone said in a TV show. And they're like, you don't watch that? I was like, no,
2: I don't. No, I don't. I fucking live it. I don't... That is my life, but it's better written and less harrowing.
1: <laughs> Will Wheaton isn't
2: that? Yeah. I mean, I like Will Wheaton. Yeah. But... <laughs> but But, you know, I don't need him to be like constantly recurring in my life.
0: <laughs> <coughs> I follow him
2: on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure that he's not playing a character in The Big Bang Theory whenever he's on it. The, what he's just he's just being himself that's the feeling I get
1: Friends ended 10 years ago um, apparently in the week that it ended Yahoo tried to buy Google <laughs> Hey, how was the world 10
2: years ago? Hey, Yahoo. <laughs> I imagine that, like, Yahoo, the concept of Yahoo trying to build by Google is like is like a- approaching a chest in <laughs> D&D, and it turns out to be a mimic. <laughs> like, you open the top, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God, they could eat us five times over. What are we doing? <laughs> Where did um... all this come from? <laughs> Yahoo, you shouldn't have slept. Shouldn't have slept on Google.
1: Yeah, you slept, you, you, yeah, the game changed while you were sleeping, Yahoo. Yeah, then they bought Tumblr,
2: though. So you know, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. They own the Tumblr bot, the one that's outside your room.
1: So outside of my room, threatening to kill me. It's going to
2: drown you in, um, in, in trans selfies. It's going to kill you. It's <laughs> going to force them into your face until you suffocate. That's oh. how it kills people.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that would be that would be extra confusing, like if if you went back in time now.
2: Oh my god, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't know everything about trans rights you <laughs> about? That's all they talk about on the internet.
2: Ah! Uh, the past the past is a long time ago. Let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. Can we stop making shows that are friends as well? <laughs> Can we just move past that sitcom like the the uh the the apartment and coffee shop slash bar sitcom.
1: Yeah, no, that's t- we do need to get beyond that, don't we? Because that's all it is. It's all it is. Oh, these it's guys like are three sets, out. three sets. One apartment, another apartment. The place outside their apartments. Done. Yeah, got this show wrapped up.
2: And B- Big Bang Theory is is like it, it still annoys me because of the whole like fact that they won't accept that Sheldon has Asperger's. Despite continually writing like he has Asperger's, like there are there are there are people who have written who have written papers on it, like it, like like psychological oh, so, psychoanalysts. Right. right okay. So I, hope, I hope all these it. people
1: like got kicked out of university <laughs> about how
2: Sheldon has Asperger's and they need to they need to have a storyline where they diagnose it.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this on our Tumblr.
2: <laughs> yeah. My my um, my my trans rights with Asperger's Tumblr.
1: <laughs> oh, we're treading on such dangerous ground this week.
2: I oh, don't know is... whether we are or we aren't. I don't, I don't think know. That... That's it. I can't tell anymore. I think that like discussing it is fine. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. What? So we're not allowed to discuss the fact no, that the Tumblr just... has a large number of 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 people who want to define themselves on it. I don't think we're allowed to talk about that. I don't feel allowed to talk about anything. No, I, fuck you. I'm not talk about it.
1: Like I, I think, I think, I think because we're white men, Simon, we, we, we're not allowed to talk about anything like this. Oh,
2: that's fine. Okay. Yeah. No. We've, yeah. We've, no, we've got thanks, the, Obama.
1: We've got all the privilege. So, yeah.
2: If we go too far, what will happen is like two of our greatest fans will lead the charge into our apartments and kill us. Yeah. Meg I, will mean, fly to Manchester. And and, um, and and murder me and murder you and Becca will drive down from Nottingham and come and murder me.
1: Yeah, we are in danger of becoming Jeremy Clarkson here. It's, yeah, it's like it's always just on the verge of happening to everyone.
2: Exactly as we as we learned today from that guy from uh, from the radio.
1: Yeah. So um, this is uh, this is David Lowe, eight sixty eight of BBC Radio Devon. He, he did a show called Singers and Swingers,
0: <laughs>
1: which is a hell of a show for a 68-year-old man in Devon to present. It's too much, it's too yeah. much information, sir. Um, so he basically pr- uh, plays sort of oldies. That's like his thing. He's like, he does an oldies show. Um, and he played a, uh, a, a 1932 version of the song The Sun Has Got Its Hat On. Do you remember that song, Simon?
2: Yeah. That hip, inoffensive hip, 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 song. Hooray, the son has got his hat on and he's coming out to play. That song. Yeah, like-
1: yeah, that, that totally inoffensive song. Yeah. Um Now, apparently, uh, the second verse, the rarely heard second verse. After <sighs> the lost second, the forbidden <laughs> second <laughs> verse. As sung by uh, Ambrose and his orchestra, features the line, he's been tanning out in Timbuktu. And he's now, look, you know the rules. <laughs> same to you. You know the rule. Oh, yeah, sorry. So he's been tanning, gentlemen, out in Timbuktu. Now he's coming back to do the same to you.
2: (laughs) I didn't know that 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 verse, that like, we didn't sing that line in primary school. I
1: remember singing that line. In primary school. Yeah, apparently. Also, also a a real misunderstanding of the way the sun moves around the earth, I've got to say, because uh, it doesn't move from Timbuktu to the United Kingdom. It's not well, how it works. R- r- roughly, Timbuktu is getting the sun at the same time that we are. Uh, I believe <laughs> it's it's a different
2: time. They didn't understand time zones.
1: <laughs> time but, zones uh, were the
2: uh, were the exclusive privilege of the rich back then. But now we've all got access to them.
1: So yeah, in the '30s, people were a lot more free with the use of the n-word um, in in catchy children's songs. <laughs> So Mr. Lowe played the song because he didn't realise. Um, but uh, a BBC listener uh with Oh, they definitely realised. They definitely realised what happened and wrote a letter and uh, and Mr. Lowe has, was asked to fall on his sword, so <laughs> to speak. Um It's getting crazy now. It's getting a bit I
2: <laughs> Like I wasn't sure, like the Jeremy Clarkson thing, like I wasn't sure about. Like like I As think a, that part of the issue is that Jeremy Clarkson has written a number of bad checks, and yeah. somebody was waiting for a reason to get to to do him in.
1: Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Like he checks have been written, but they haven't been cashed in yet.
2: And now they're all getting cashed, and that's you know what? That's fine. Eventually, something was going to have to happen to him. Yeah, uh, I think that it's unfortunate that the. The circumstances were like this because I don't think that he was necessarily uh he was necessarily being intentionally racist yeah. whatever he's it's a bit just, of a dick, but this guy
1: just, I don't know I think like okay so so jeremy clarkson like if that had been a one-time thing i'd probably be like yeah yeah, let him get away with it but it's kind of like no this is a body of evidence now yeah. <laughs> finally we have case, case closed <laughs> yeah this guy i'm kind of feeling probably just kind of like fell into a trap for every um like because it, it's every radio presenter's worst nightmare is to accidentally play the non-radio edit version of a song yeah we're, we're all dread been there yeah, exactly. We have been there.
2: Remember that time? No, there, there was the time when when people thought that we were like belittling the deaths of soldiers in Iraq on our on our <laughs> on our radio show. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, no, I do remember that. Now. Remember
2: crawling out of that particular cesspool? Yes, we weren't. By the way, I'd really suppress
1: that memory. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't doing that. So those people just read it wrong. Um, yeah. Which is yeah, so, um, but yeah, and, and basically, I think if you're playing a song from 1932, shit's
2: gonna get real.
1: You aren't considering the need for a radio edit. They will be
2: loose and ribald talk yeah, on that it's on that the, the 1930s track.
1: There's a difference between me going on the radio and wanting to play a song by the Wu-Tang Clan and then realising I'd have to spend like an entire day turning it into a radio edit. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then yeah, playing a song from 1930s because you're like, oh, the sun has got its hat on. It's going to be innocent enough. And yeah. Then, oh, oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And I bet he wasn't listening either. He wasn't. He was probably, like, taking a piss. Yeah, he was probably like, oh, this is – all right, I've got three minutes. I can quickly, yeah, just run over and then run back into the booth before it's over. Jesus. Have a chat with my producer while this is on.
2: So basically, like, like, I I don't think that this, this show is not appropriate for radio then, if that's
1: the rules. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm almost certain we This isn't getting. This isn't getting t- put on the Radio 4's comedy night. It's... So
2: the, yeah, the, the but then again, how many trans? How many trans rights activists listen to Radio Four's comedy night? Probably quite a few, actually. A I, yeah,
1: I, I, I think that there there are a diverse group of people with a wide range of interests. Yeah. Let's say that.
2: So you're saying that as if it's as if you're contractually obliged to balance out the statements we made earlier in the yeah. show. But but neither of us have any issues with Tumblr
1: people. No. Well, I mean, I, we kind of do. But like, no, like my issue with Tumblr people here's hit. K. Right. Okay. Let's do this. Here's the problem with let's Tumblr people. Let's definitely get to the bottom of this, Simon.
2: Let's let's do this because we need to we need to like actually make a statement about this so people don't make shit up. Yeah. So my issue. Is that if you put a lot of creative, interesting, and intelligent people in the same place on their own for a long time with nobody to uh, to say, "Hey, guys, maybe chill on this for a bit," you end up with a bit of a crazy sitch. Yeah. Um, and to the outside, to the outside of um observer, i.e., myself, mm. if I wander into your world and look at it, I'm going to go, "This is some crazy shit." <laughs> And sometimes I might say that to other people, and I think that I have the right to do that without being jumped on by people on Twitter and the internet.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, just to be clear, like, I have nothing against, like... People kind of like with sort of different gender identities getting the full rights that they deserve as human beings. Yeah. And it's totally reasonable and right to campaign for that. Yeah. I just also don't think that people on Tumblr should be like sending Twitter death threats to people if they feel they've made a slight. Yeah. Seems to be a recurrent theme.
2: So you guys need to chill.
1: Yeah. Just Basically, chill on that. Just chill. Everyone needs to just chill out a little bit. I think stop, that, yeah. Stop stop sending death threats for, pe- for perceived slights and stop firing radio DJs because they forgot to listen to a song from the 1930s to make sure it was radio safe.
2: I think that the, the core message of The Errand of Mercy 4, um, about 82 episodes, has been, how about we just chill on this for a bit?
1: <laughs> Let's just take a step back and look at this from the outside. Yeah, just, just see things from our
2: approach and, and think, well, maybe... No, maybe maybe I was wrong to
1: say that thing to that
2: person. Um, maybe
1: this maybe this moral panic isn't fair. Um, talking about someone who definitely needs to chill on something. Actually, uh, this is a story I just remembered that, like, I, I remembered a bit earlier, and I felt we do need to discuss it. Have you heard about the Turkish uh, version of Blind Date? <laughs>
2: <coughs> this sounds. Uh, hmm. Is this um, a is this a way for, for Turkey to bring itself into the 21st century or is it just what well, you would
1: expect? May, maybe it was. Um they got a, a gentleman called uh Sefer Kalanak onto the show. He's a man looking for love. They did the usual questions, could kind have of like could kind have of, what would you where would you take me on a romantic dinner? And then they then they asked, got to him and they said, um, so Sefer Kalanak, 62 years old, what's your darkest secret? <laughs> and then he said he killed his first wife. And then he started an affair with a, with a married woman. And then he accidentally kills her. <laughs> well, at least he's honest about it. Because
2: there was that guy on American Blind Date back in the 70s who was a convicted serial killer. That's and true. almost managed to go out on a date with a woman. She called yeah. it off last minute.
1: Yeah, but no, this guy just like on the show was like, well, I'm kind of a serial killer. So, I mean, I don't usually talk about that, but now I'm on national TV. I think this is the right time to. That was the time. (laughs) wow the show's producer apparently knew that kalanak had murdered someone (laughs) but but allowed him to appear anyway
2: wow that is some spicy flavor you're (laughs) bringing to your tv show
1: so so yeah producers of the turkish version of blind date perhaps you need to chill on allowing serial killers on your show knowingly <laughs> knowingly like, yes. if it has been an accident I might be been like, willing to let you get away with it but yeah you you, you kind of knew this guy and murdered his wife and just and then like, another woman and then another woman later on after mm. he got out of prison we like yeah this guy <laughs> this guy seems like the perfect man to yes. take a random woman on a date
2: so uh, so yeah I think that you know maybe maybe this week might be um, might be a good time to go live on the moon <laughs> <laughs> or so you'd think, but unfortunately oh. it's possible the Bronies might already be there. Oh
1: for fuck's sake. These guys.
2: They're back again.
1: Ruining everything.
2: I'm referring, of course, to Brony Aerospace. The <sighs> new uh crowd funded space project project by the Bronies.
1: Oh god. So so some some guy's kick starting this shit then, yeah? Oh it's
2: no, they're building rockets. Like shit is happening. They've built a rocket. Yeah. They're they're building jetpacks, rockets. It's no, all happening.
1: No, never no, not. <laughs> you don't believe
2: me? No, no, I don't. I'm going to read you their about us page, so you get a little bit of uh, background background information on Brony Aerospace, burgeoning uh, rocket company. Okay. Uh, Brony Aerospace is a way for more scientifically inclined members of the Brony community to contribute to such a wonderful fandom. We plan to do missions in the name of ponies and the scientific and cultural interest of all mankind. We are run by bronies and contribute to the fandom in as many ways as we can, from supporting artists and cons to charitable work and publicity. We also plan to do a commercial launch so that we are not dependent on donations and can instead donate back to other projects in, in need of funding and expertise. Uh, so this is written from the desk of our founder, Trenick Walker.
1: <laughs> God yeah so so yeah so what have they built so far they've they've actually built a rocket is what you're telling me is it like i'm assuming it's a little rocket they've built so far
2: i'm not like i'm not shitting you like they're doing engine tests no we are testing our polythene slash lox hybrid for the first time with our new engine configurations to make the hybrid engine more efficient possibly negating the 20 percent of energy efficient loss the test will comprise a. uh comprise of one test of our 60,000 newtons per second semi-cryogenic hybrid rocket with a new fuel injector and advanced geometry. The test will be a 30-second burn on our horizontal test stand with the following measurements. So they're going to measure combustion temperature, chamber pressure, vibration recording, feed pressure with constant monitoring for vibrations, and lists of exhaust gases. Uh, The test will be published, so check back periodically as information develops we will also have test footage and photos. I'm so... Con-
1: well, in a way, I'm so conflicted on this because I'm always down with people making and launching rockets. Like, that's something I can always get behind. Big yeah. fan of rockets. But yeah. why did you have to, like... Even if you are a brony and you want to test rockets, fine, but why do you have to call your thing Brody Aerospace? <laughs> why does your mission statement have to be to do things for a children's cartoon?
2: Because, Because, you know, why not, Jay? <sighs> no
1: why go for the
2: good why, why do it for the advancement of science and the good of mankind when you can do it for sweaty dudes who like ponies
1: i mean that's the problem
2: <laughs> that's your
1: issue that's is my issue like yeah just like say like e- like even if this guy was like i like a children's cartoon and i also like rockets so i've decided to launch some rockets i'd be like all right well you know cool. Weird that you had to mention the first bit, but okay, go ahead.
2: I would, then, I would even be okay to see like a um a a, a pony on your mission patch.
1: Yeah, if, that's, like, your thing. That's, if cool. that's your thing. Yeah, because like mission patches are always the the chance for you to have a little bit of fun in the serious work of rocketry. But yeah. instead, no, you just decide to stick that on the name of your fucking enterprise. <laughs> uh,
2: but they've done it all wrong because their mission patches are shit. <laughs>
1: So what, the mission patch is actually just lame pictures of, like, here's a picture of a rocket. I'm not fucking joking. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to link it to you now. Oh, so so we've basically done everything in absolutely the wrong order. Yeah. So let's see this. Oh, that's like like the lamest mission patch.
2: Yeah, it just says first flight, and it's like a rocket flying into space. And then they've got another one called Chaos Mission which sounds like that maybe there's going to be some kind of a um, a brony orbital cannon.
1: Mm. But
2: uh, this one is just another rocket flying into space. No, like, guys. You guys fucked up. You could have, like, like Rainbow Dash, Rainbow Sonic rain booming into space. There's so many opportunities.
1: Like, I mean, I would have still been a bit annoyed about that, but I would have been, I think, more accepting of it. I, would I wouldn't have, have been, like, been annoyed. I'd be like, kind of yeah. Fun. But,
2: Shine on you crazy diamonds.
1: But yeah, this whole oh oh and like their logo is like a horse face, it's like a yeah. unicorn or a rocket flying over it. <laughs> oh. You see, that could have been an okay mission patch on its own, but that's yeah. actually the logo of their company. Yeah. Oh. So do
2: you want to know um so do you want to know what they're planning to do in the future if all of their tests go well?
1: <sighs> is it draw a picture of a pony on the moon?
2: Well, the thing is <laughs> you say that oh fuck you uh, the first episode that the first episode of the first series of my little pony features a mare in the moon um and i don't think they're planning to do that but but the but the words it's called project luna luna is the name of a character from my little pony um the luna project is brony aerospace's lunar exploration program its goals are to eventually establish a permanent colony on the moon using the standardised Brony Aerospace Multi-Step Mission Plan. Starting small and slowly working our way further, as funds become available, we will gradually expand our presence around Earth's natural satellite until we reach our goal. So we're talking about a um, probably, I I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be Libertarian, a Libertarian Brony Moon Republic?
1: Yeah, funded by bitcoins. Yeah. On the moon. On the moon. Well, I mean, the only good thing about that is that they're all going to die on the moon. And we'll ha- we, won't be- we won't
2: have to worry about it. <laughs> but the, I was thinking like this, the, I have a couple of issues about this because they've been talking about how like everything is about how it benefits bronies. Like they're this massive, this massive church. Yeah. Of, of individuals. The first thing they're going to do is send an unmanned orbiter to the moon, which has okay. ion engines in it, which, we're, which I'm down with. Yeah. Um, it will carry the flag of the new Lunar Republic and Equestria to within 100 kilometers of the lunar surface and we will also use the probe to rebroadcast people's messages from the moon using extra band- bandwidth for free. So they could broadcast anything, maybe yeah. uh, you know, maybe inspirational speeches from history describing our charity as the human race. Yeah, um,
1: but no, we'll actually be like... Brony was- Podcasts and Radio. <laughs>
2: Finally, there'll be a small payload space uh, um, auctioned off to people who want to send something on a one-way trip to the moon. The proceeds will be going to an undetermined brony charity.
1: Oh, a brony charity yeah. fuck you yeah what's not that a, i would say that's not a thing but apparently the brony space agency is so yeah i guess that is a thing
2: there's if there's anything that needs like charity it's bronies <laughs> people who have have access to that level of decadence yeah they're the people who need our money
1: yeah well i guess they need our money to get themselves out of their mom's basements i, I guess so
2: yeah that is important, that is but it. I'm not sure if I'd sponsor them. I'm not sure if I get I much of a, I'd re- a return on that investment.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, so no, that's, what, no,
2: that's what we're looking no. at. We're looking at a no. brony moon colony.
1: No. So no.
2: you can't go live on the moon because you'll get there and they'll be there. They'll be like, hi, neighbour.
1: So can we then move to Mars and nuke from you the moon? <laughs> no, because you'll
2: get to Mars and the Sonic fans will be there.
1: No, fucking hell, you're right. <laughs> that's it. All nearby all nearby planets are now fucked. The only benefit I can think is that in space there isn't enough particulate matter to carry smells.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is that that I was thinking is is this is the first time the first time in history that I've heard the possibility that we could build a sea arc. And not only would the sea arc from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy be built, but the people on it would build it for us themselves. <laughs> Using their own money, which is great. Yeah. And then we can just jettison them into space and forget about them.
1: That's true. I mean, they they are all, you know, out of shape nerds. We could just, once they've built their rocket, beat them up and take it.
2: (laughs) Thanks, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) And then peel out in a convertible. Yeah. Spray gravel in their
1: faces. (laughs) Yeah, just get on our Harley. Yeah. Spray gravel in our faces. Thanks for the
2: rocket, (laughs) nerds. See, I really wanted to buy some of their mission patches because I have a, I like, you might not know this, G, but I have a quite extensive mission patch collection.
1: That sounds like a reasonable thing to collect, actually. I
2: have all of the, I have, like, reproductions of all the Apollo missions and all the Skylab missions. And I was going to add some, I was quite excited about adding some My Little Pony <laughs> theme ones to my collection. Uh, but their mission patches are shit. So I won't be doing that.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to... Jesus, what a waste. <laughs> what a waste of everything. What a waste yeah. of
2: <laughs> Just donate that money and all those expertise to a brony a brony um, charity. Let me search that.
1: Brony charities. Brony
2: is charity a... list is a is like a, a top search thing on the UK. Oh no. Um broniesforgood.org. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Is, what, oh, oh. We what they're
2: doing? You got Seeds of Kindness three. Uh, I don't know what these are. I'd like. Oh man, the like the the affiliates thing down the side. Oh man, mm. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You can't do it. I won't.
1: You won't do it. Good. I cannot and will don't not do this to you.
2: I will read. I will. I will read out descriptions of of a sword dildo. But I, but do not do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with in twenty fourteen. So Friends has been over for ten years, and there's going to be bronies on the moon. So anyway, we're coming up to the end of time here.
1: The end of time. Yeah, time <laughs> is now moving so fast that in the duration of this show, we've come to the end of it.
2: Oh shit! What if like. What if, if you got really old, like thousands of years old, every minute might, every year might feel like a minute? What about that? Think Whoa. about that, Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, dude, you just blew my mind. I know. Smoke some of this and tell me what you think. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed this week's show <laughs> listen again next week when we'll be back uh please tell a friend as ever find a friend who hasn't listened to the show grab them and say hey listen to this you'll like it unless they, you're a brony and well i oh, know no, you do that as well because then you might like reconsider your life choices which yeah. is something we're always in favor of yeah be like hey these guys are interesting listen to them <laughs> see they, they made it they made they, it without
2: ponies you can do it too Nerd. <laughs> Thanks for the rocket, by the way. That's what that's we've what got to do. We've got to we've got to befriend the jocks so they can help us steal <laughs> the bronies to help us steal the bronies rocket. That sounds like a plot synopsis for an episode of The Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah, uh, well, probably. Yeah. Sheldon
2: has to befriend the jocks so that they can help him steal the bronies rocket.
1: Done and done. That there we se- go. That's, that's an episode season written. twenty complete. Yeah. <laughs>
0: print shit (laughs) goodbye goodbye one evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. so come with me we'll go and see the big rock candy mountains In the big rock candy mountains, there's a land that's fair and bright, where the handouts grow on bushes, and you sleep out every night. Where the boxcars all are empty, and the sun shines every day, on the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees, the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, all the cops have wooden legs, and the bulldogs all have rubber teeth and the hens lay soft boiled eggs. The farmers' trees are full of fruit and the barns are full of hay. Oh, I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the rain don't fall, the wind don't blow in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains you never change your socks and the little streams of alcohol come a-trickling down the rocks. The brakemen have to tip their hats and the railroad bulls are blind. There's a lake of stew and a whiskey, too. You can paddle all around them in a big canoe in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin. And you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short-handled shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a-goin' to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. I'll see you all this comin' fall in the Big Rock Candy Mountains.